Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hey, hey everyone. It is another episode of the Lovely Travels podcast and we are strapping back in for part two of Darius and his mummy chatting about travel. Yes, that's right. Uh, part Mutter. two, we pick up uh, yeah, of, of, of meiner Mutter. Um, we pick up where we left off um, somewhere in the Middle East. And, um, so exotic. Where... where yeah, very exotic, and um, uh, move on to the next next part of her life, which you know involves her traveling a little bit more in Southeast Asia, and then um, the monumental occasion that is celebrated every year since then, uh, my birthday. Well, um, I must say as well, we have recently asked in our lovely travels community about um, you know, do you know our podcast host Darius personally? And we'd yeah. love to hear the story of how you met. And so this wonderful woman named Vilma Adams said, <laughs> he met him in Germany for the first time. He was lying naked on my body for approximately one hour. Looking up to me and his dad, whose head was next to mine, I thought, I will never, ever love somebody more than you. And that's still the case. In exactly 85 days is our anniversary. Uh, which that totally made me cry. <laughs> so yeah. that was Vilma Darius's mother sharing the first time that she met him. Uh, so it was beautiful and so wonderful to hear, you know, not only her adventures, but I think you two have had a few yourselves. Yeah, definitely. And and this episode features me a little bit more. Um, <laughs> Thanks, goodness. <laughs> mum tells us the story of, of, you know, immigrating to Australia and some of the challenges and adventures along the way and, um, you know, what, how she, she combined her love of travel with, with work and while she was, you know, in Australia and, yeah, we, we reminisce on some of the adventures we had together. Yeah, were you, like, in the first part, like, hurry up, get to the me bit? Like, when no, did I, when I, I wasn't. Did I get involved? Come on. I, I don't think so. I, and people will have listened by now. Um, no, I think the stories are super exciting, and um, I just I just let Mum tell them how they how they happened. Yeah, she's ever entertaining, our dear Dina Vilma. Uh, and uh, come on, everybody, let's go listen to this one because yeah, there's always an adventure when Vilma is involved. That's right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, my dear mother. Hey, Darius. Hey, thanks for coming back. Um, and um, yeah, we've had some great feedback on the other episode, and um, it's yeah, it's it's a pleasure to be talking to you again. Um, for those of you, well, just to to catch everyone up, um, last episode we talked about your time, among other things talked about some of your early travel experiences and the time you spent in Tehran and all the adventures you had there. So if you're listening and you haven't heard that, um, maybe you just want to click back an episode and listen to that first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So welcome back everyone who clicked back an episode and welcome back mum. Now, um, so when did you leave Tehran and what happened next? So after one and a half years being in Iran, the revolution started and the Shah had to flee the country. He mm. fled to America and I also felt the urge leaving Iran because it was not safe for Westerners. Yeah. So um, I was talking to clients of my 
freight forwarding company and mm -hmm. I said, I'm looking for a new job. And someone said, wow, we got a project in Saudi Arabia. Can you handle this? It's just for three months and you will stay in Jeddah in a hotel. And once a week, you have to go to the job site. They were bringing pipelines from Germany to Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. And I had to do the uh, the payroll and making sure people have everything they need. And if there's any problem, I was the person to talk to. So, so the Shah fled to America and I left the country and went to Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. for three months, which was quite an adventure. Um, I was able to go to Saudi Arabia because I was married. Right. You know, I, I was able to work and, but everything was, um, was quite different, uh, very Islamic, so to say. Yeah. Um, people, you had to wear a burqa, and if you go outside, I was staying at the Hilton Hotel. Once a week, the women were allowed to go to the swimming pool when everything, mm -hmm. when the curtains were drawn for all the other rooms. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was only allowed with male, with a male escort to walk the streets. So, but that doesn't, that didn't really matter because I was earning shitloads of money and I thought this is great because this is travel money. Right. So, so the money I earned was going straight into an account in Germany and yeah, I was staying at the Hilton and did my work it was great. So then after those three months, I just had a look around. I went to Iraq and to Syria and Turkey. Uh, also, one time I traveled by car from Germany to Iran through Turkey. Great wow. country. Wow. Yeah, and also Iran. I mean, just briefly coming back. It's an amazing country with amazing people. Yeah. So I can highly recommend visiting. Yeah. And I'm glad I did before all the war started again. Mm. So yeah, after such a, such a such an amazing part of the world, so much like such old cultures as well. Like it's like the the cradle of civilization, basically. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. It's a shame that every like humans all over the world just have nothing better to do than kick each other's shit in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I'm so grateful that I had this opportunity mm. to see those wonderful places. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, after another three months of traveling, I went back to Germany. This was this was always my coming back point. My parents and the rest of my family was in noise. Did 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 your parents believe that you were the places you said you were, or were they still <laughs> still a little bit uh, unsure? <laughs> Actually, when I. Uh, when I got married to Mr. Rutkutter, my yeah. father took me aside and he said, Wilma, I got one question. Please answer honestly. Did you actually go to Paris? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, Dad. And I'm not pregnant, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> so they started to believe me. Right. Also, with the technology, it's not like today where we can do FaceTime and, you know, be in each other's. Uh, houses and places and lives all the time when if yeah. we want to i would ring my parents once a month it's right. very expensive and i would say hey mom how are you going yeah i'm good and you yeah i'm good how is dad yeah he's fine okay have a nice weekend <laughs> that was basically <laughs> it yeah. just to give a sign of life you know yeah but uh, i had a i had a few visits home um, and of course, then you do the talking, but it was so abstract for my parents. They couldn't really, yeah, feather what I was doing. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, so back to Germany and then I worked in Germany for a year with a German freight forwarding company. And mm -hmm. one time I got a phone call and there was my husband, which uh, I forgot a heart. <laughs> and he said, what are you doing in three weeks on Wednesday morning, nine o'clock? And I said, I'm working, but why? I can take some time off. Yeah. And he said, can we get divorced? And I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so after, 
after something like one and a half years, um, I met him in in front of the court and right. say, what are you doing now? And what are you doing? And so we exchanged, went into the courtroom, sat at one table and the judge said, no, 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 no. This is Rutkutter against Rutkutter. You have to sit on a different table. <laughs> so I was sitting sitting away from him, but facing him. Yeah. On the right-hand side was the judge. And I said, Bernard, after this, we go for lunch? And I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> so the judge just looked at us and he said, yeah, well, um, <clears throat> uh, do you have any any problems with um, children no we don't have children uh, are there any money issues you want to solve no no we're all fine so are you sure you want to get divorced yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just do it we're going for lunch so anyway he said okay you're divorced he said i've never seen anything like this okay you're divorced and then bernard and i we went for lunch and and had a bottle of wine, and this is the last I saw of him. Hmm. How funny. <laughs> what a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, quite unusual story, but um, why not? Um, why not? Yeah. yeah. So while in Germany, I was looking for a new job. And as you know, the weather in Germany is not the best, at least not in my eyes. What are you talking and about? And I got... Yeah, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Did I mention the weather? No. no. <laughs> so there was a, a Hamburg-based company, and they asked me for to come for an interview, and uh, offered me a job in London. So I went to London, had a bit of a look around, but didn't really suit me. But I thought, okay. It would be great to really learn how to speak English and be in an English-speaking country. And I had to give my uh, response on a certain day. And early in the morning, before working hours, this woman from that German company rings me up and she says, you said you want to be somewhere warm. Would you like to go to Hong Kong? And I said, <laughs> yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we book, we book a flight for you. And tonight you're having dinner with a managing director for the Far East. So after dinner, I had a job. And then I had to, um, because I was doing personal effects and removals, right. this was my new position in Hong Kong. Um, I had to be for a few months in Switzerland at their head office and learn how they handle all of this. Sure. Yeah, and then I went... To Hong Kong, and I worked there for two and a half years. Amazing. Yeah, and after uh, those, what, yeah. Hang on, hang on. What? Just more context. What year were you? What year did you go to Hong Kong? Yeah, this was um, this was 1980. 1980. So I was um, 1980. I was 23 years old. Mm -hmm. So I arrived in Hong Kong and. Um, Again, totally overwhelming. Yeah. I was, yeah, my office was on Hong Kong Island and uh, very challenging, completely different challenging again. And uh, unfortunately, the manager for Middle East didn't tell the manager in Hong Kong that he employed a woman for the job. And right. the guy and the manager in Hong Kong was not pleased, and he tried everything to make my life miserable. No. So, so it got worse and worse, and then after after a while, I couldn't even go in one way with the bus to the office. I had to throw up in between, and I was mm. I had a contract for three years, but after two and a half years, um, I said I can't do this anymore. Mm. So then they offered me a job to go to South Africa. But uh, I went to South Africa and had a look, and apartheid was something I could not live with. Right. So so I didn't take the job in South Africa. Yeah. And I went back to Germany, and I studied business English for six months. 
Okay. And um, uh, what, what, I mean, sure, job was shit in Hong Kong, but um, mm. did, what was it, what was it like? Um, great food, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, of course, at the beginning, um, I lost quite a bit of weight because I yeah. couldn't eat with chopsticks and then my <laughs> colleagues taught me. In exchange, I taught them how to eat spaghetti with a fork. So we had, <laughs> I had beautiful colleagues. Yeah. And this boss of mine in Hong Kong, as you could hear, he was quite um, a handful, so to speak, and mm. people would would be scared of him. And uh, one day he he was really treating colleagues badly, and they said, Wilma, can you come with us? We want to buy some paint. So we painted his black Porsche white with a big oh, paintbrush. Really? Wow. <laughs> that was my revenge. <laughs> Suck <laughs> X. Suck <laughs> X, boss. <laughs> Good. But beautiful, beautiful people again. And yeah. when I was in Hong Kong, I, I started to do parachuting. Right. And I was uh, trained by the Gurkhas. Which was, was was good, and I invited the, my parents. Who, who yeah. were the Gurkhas? The Gurkhas are a special force of the British Army, huh. and uh, they're known for being really tough. So, for example, okay. so, so one rule: if they draw a knife, they have to draw blood, and if it's not of the enemy, then they have to cut themselves. Right. So that's one of the rules I remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it was a good training. And I invited my parents. I had enough money. I invited them to come and stay with me in Hong Kong, which was which was fun. Yeah. Um, for the first time, and in Hong Kong, my mother refused to eat, and and she was so scared. They couldn't eat with chopsticks, and mm. and one time, um, I got some special herbs and made them a tea. Mm-hmm. And they totally relaxed and chilled, and I told them how to use chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I can. No, it's, it's fine. Um, if if you want to learn how to use chopsticks, um, may I suggest a special tea? I never told them what it was because my father would sit there at home with a cognac and a cigarette in his hand, looking at me and say, "Don't do drugs." So I could <laughs> never tell them. <laughs> But also when my parents came to came to visit me in Hong Kong, I also booked a flight to Bali. And we had two beautiful weeks in Bali. Mm. And this is when I fell in love with, with Bali for the first time. Mm. Yeah. So after, after Hong Kong, six months going back to school and uh, got a new certificate. And then I also found a new job. And this yeah. time in job in Indonesia in Jakarta. Oh wow. Yeah. I was uh, I was working for an English interior design company and they asked me to to buy stuff in Indonesia like batiks and and timber work and you know things you can use to um so to make your would, home pretty with. They would import uh Indonesian um, furniture and, and, and interior stuff, and yes, you went around yes. and bought it. Is that right? Yes, yes. I was traveling. Okay. I was traveling um, mainly in Java, mm-hmm. um, and um, and I went to you know Baltic places and villages, and you know if there's something I'd liked. Uh, I would then buy and wholesale and and made sure it arrived in England. Wow. Yeah, so I, I traveled quite extensively in Indonesia. Mm. And my backyard, like like for Australians, it's Bali, but it was even more for me. Yeah. So so I would go for a long weekend to Bali and and explore there. You know, it's always party time even then. But very, very different to what Bali, especially the touristy places, uh, what they are now. It was very different. Mm. Yeah. And again, I met 
beautiful people. Most of the time, I just had a little backpack and arrived and looked around. I stay here or, you know, hitchhiking and, mm. and yeah, only good experiences. Wonderful. Mm. Wow. So, so that gig lasted around one and a half years. Mm-hmm. And uh, my company didn't get a work permit or didn't, yeah, didn't achieve to get a work permit for me. So again, I was on a tourist visa and doing my work. In Indonesia. Um, in Indonesia. And yeah. one day, and one day I got a phone call and someone, I don't know who it was, said, you better leave the country. You are in trouble. Okay. So I did. Next day. Wow. Because I knew what it meant to be in trouble in Indonesia. It's either yeah, extremely expensive. Yeah. They don't muck around there. No, definitely not. Yeah, so then I left Indonesia. And it took me quite a long time until I had the guts to go back to Indonesia because I didn't know whether I was on any kind of blacklist. Mm. True. Yeah. So warning to others, don't work without a work permit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a lot harder these days to to get by without you know for years without a work permit oh yeah i mean it wasn't for you i mean it was like like over a year so every three months you flew out to singapore and back you know no big Mm. deal Mm. um yeah but uh yeah don't get caught (laughs) not a good idea (laughs) might be the 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 theme of today's episode don't get caught Oh, I forgot to say something about Hong Kong. So when I was in Hong Kong, I was working for for a shipping company. Yeah. And we also we were also shipping freight forwarding and shipping. Mm-hmm. So we also had a lot of cargo uh, to go on planes. So this was then a privilege to call the airlines and say, do you have a seat available somewhere going going to somewhere, somehow, somewhere. (laughs) And they said, yeah, just come to the airport. So you would ring all the airlines when you had a weekend and arrive at the airport and then see just before closing the gate whether they had a seat. But you never knew where you're going. Like like standby. Standby, absolutely standby. But, But you register with all the different airlines so I didn't know whether I would end up in the Philippines, in Korea, in Taiwan, in China, or in Indonesia. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so so that was quite exciting as well. Mm. Yeah. What, what were some of the places you visited doing, doing that sort of traveling? Um, yeah, Philippines was definitely one. So you get out of the plane, go to the bus terminal, and mm-hmm. you see which bus is leaving first. Right. So you have your hand hand luggage, you get on the bus and you talk to people and and they say, Yeah, there's there's a nice beach or you know, they they have a backpackers or you know, whatever. Yeah. And then you tell the bus driver with your newly acquired knowledge where you want to get out of the bus and then it's right. cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Look, there's I don't know. It it sounds so weird now with the technology and you have an app for this and an app for that. I just had people to talk to. Yeah. And one of the worst things happened in the Philippines. Of course, I had only one pair of shoes. I left it at the beach <laughs> while I was going for a swim, came back, no more shoes. So right. <laughs> other than that, I had good experiences. <laughs> <laughs> and then did you have to fly standby back as well? How did that work? Yeah. That must have been always it always worked. It always worked. And also, you know, you would go where you know, of course you you check when the planes get back and I had to be back latest Monday lunchtime. Right. But preferable Monday morning. 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I had this the Sunday afternoon, um, but you check out which flights go to Hong Kong and whether from those airlines you contacted and you might get on, whether you can get back on time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so only once I came back two days later, but it was okay. Okay. Huh. Mm. So you, did, you yeah, explored so, a lot of Southeast Asia that way? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. South Korea, Taiwan. Um, Taiwan and China was very, very difficult to travel because um, everything is written in Chinese and not many people could speak English. So Mm. that was uh, a bit nervy. But I always trusted that I met someone and somehow it always worked out. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the good thing, and I think this was my big advantage, I grew up without... Have, without knowing fear. Right. You see, like today, people have so much information about all these places and fear to go there because this and this could happen. And I didn't have that. Mm. I just knew my little community and it was peaceful and I didn't know much about the world. And therefore, I could go with an open heart and and meet people without fear. And then they also come back to you without fear and without mm. giving you fear. Not that I didn't have some bad experiences, but as I said, you know. Um, just most of them were good. Most of them were good, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Cool. <laughs> so that was, sorry, that was a little bit for Hong Kong. yeah. A big part of traveling and and exploring, uh, but uh, I just came back from Jakarta, Indonesia. Remember? Yeah. Yep, yeah, I remember. Yeah, after Hong Kong, back to Germany. Yeah. Business English, Jakarta, coming back. Then I was back in Germany, and my parents were like, "Don't go away again, and stay, stay, stay in Germany for a while. Why do you always have to go?" And my mother said something which now really calls home because she said, wait until you have your own children and see what it's like if they live in another country. This is what I call karma (laughs) because you live in Germany and I live in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, um, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's, you can't live much further away from each other than, than we do. No. Which is, no, no, which is really. kind of shit a lot of the time. Mm, yeah. But look, we also have many opportunities to talk to one another. There's FaceTime and um, and I've been surprising you every year for your birthday. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. For, uh, not last year, so but then um, maybe this year, who knows? yeah it would be great yeah Mm. let's see how everything goes Mm. yeah Yeah, so so, mm -hmm. um no i was just gonna say it's 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 such a frustrating year and a half that's that's been going on because you can't plan for anything and yeah super frustrating Um, super frustrating yeah, and next month is two years, two years ago that I cuddled you. Hmm. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, two years. Okay. I was back in Germany and I was working for a shipping company. And... Even then, I still like traveling, and as you know, noise is so close to everything. So yep. I would go very quick, frequently to the Netherlands because I fell in love with all my travels, and my love was the ocean. Right. So where other people would party all night, I would go to bed early and get up at, I don't know, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock mm-hmm. on a Saturday morning. and. I would drive to the Netherlands. Hmm. 
just to be at the ocean and and hang out and speak Dutch and <laughs> um, and eat croquetten and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then at one stage, I met your dad, mm -hmm. and um, there was uh, a big change in my life because we were very much in love with each other, and um, he was such an intelligent and um, beautiful person, mm. and we got married and decided to have a Darius. If it's a it's boy, a me. it's a Darius. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but it, I must also say it was quite a shock to my system, yeah. as you can imagine, after my yeah. past, to be at home with a little kid and mm. not traveling anymore, not, you know, I was depending on someone and you, know, you couldn't talk yet. Just having a little baby and it, mm. you know it really put my head in and I think that mainly ruined our relationship because mm. I was not I was not fulfilled right. it changed it changed quite a bit when you got older and we could do things together and you know we traveled together and yeah and but I think this was definitely one of the reasons why the marriage didn't work mm. yeah so, and then um, when we decided not to be together anymore, I looked at the map and I thought, well, I haven't been to Australia and New Zealand. And this is how it started. <laughs> yeah. And that's, then, and that's when you got in touch with the organization, Servas. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You moved and to Australia. And while I was, <laughs> yep. And in those three months, um, we were mainly in in Cronulla, which yeah. I really loved. And at once, and you remember, I I wrote an article for a German magazine. And just once, I went shopping in Cronulla, and I saw a little leaflet, and they were advertising for German companies in Australia. Mm. And I rang the publisher and I said, "Hey, do you need some stories?" Um, can I work for you? And yeah. he said, oh, can you take a group of people from Sydney Airport to the South Coast, <laughs> to Marimbula? Yeah. And I said, what is this? Is this a job? And he said, yeah, it's called tour guiding. And I said, oh, <laughs> tell me more about that. <laughs> right. So we had a long conversation. I didn't do that job. But we had a long conversation about tourism and tourist guiding. And this was a time when Australia was really advertising for tourism in, the, in, in, in Australia because um, the Olympics were about to happen. Mm -hmm. And they needed multilingual tourist guides. And then I studied everything I could by put, put my hands on about... Australia, the history and the current situation and flora and fauna, anything. Okay. Come, okay. Um, okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. It's time for our famous pop quiz. Um, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's such a pop quiz that I don't actually have any questions, but how about you just tell me some of your favorite Australia facts from your time tour guiding? Oh, now you really put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> what what year was Australia founded? Oh, somewhere. <laughs> Come on. What do you mean somewhere? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, no, it's very early in the morning. Wait, I'm not I'm not into tourists. No, I don't want the time, mode. I want the year. 17 something, 87. 17 something. Well, it was a trick question because I asked you when it was founded. Oh. And not when. I don't know. Look, okay. Look, we we tried. We were not very prepared. <laughs> um, any any facts? How about 17 
1787. I think that's wrong. I think it's 1788. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 88. Oh, yeah. They left 1787. Oh, uh, yeah. Fleet I, of left, left England at 1780. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I knew there was a fact in there somewhere. <laughs> Okay. How long How long did you do the tour guiding for? Oh, no. First, after those initial three months in Australia yeah, right. and New Zealand, I went back to Germany and yep. with you, of course. <laughs> yep. And in those coming one and a half years, um, we went to kindergarten and we were staying with my sister and my brother-in-law, you might mm -hmm. remember. Mm -hmm. And then we got divorced officially. And before you turned six, we went back to Australia. Right. So you could start school in Australia. Um, then at the beginning, I, I didn't get away with just a visitor visa. Mm. Uh, in the first three months, I met someone um, I had a de facto relationship with, and so I could apply for a work permit, but... The first year I was doing just any odd job you right. know, while I was studying tourism. Yeah. So I was cleaning houses. I worked with a real estate company. Mm. Um, I gave German lessons to students, anything I could make money with, mm. working in a beach kiosk, you know, all of this until I had my work permit. Yeah, shout out to the, um, what was it called, the top shop? Yes, <laughs> the top shop. Top and shop you know, in Cronulla on, on the top of, um, what was the street called? Not uh, Allura. Allura? No, was not Allura? Allura. No, Allura was, oh, maybe it was in this in this area. And you know that I lost the job? Oh, really? Because, yeah, yeah. My boss came every second day with new groceries. So they were selling hamburgers, or just a beach kiosk shop. Yeah. And I was doing my German thing and organizing everything. And, you know, it was quite exciting. And then one day he said, come on, let's smoke a joint. And I said, no, I'm working. I can't do this. You know, I can't <laughs> smoke a joint and, and, and serve customers. Yeah. And he said, okay, you're out. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could write this in my resume. <laughs> I found a picture of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Topshop Mitchell Road. Ah, oh, Mitchell Road, yeah, at the corner. Yeah. Mitchell yeah, Road. I was also working working at the beach kiosk on weekends down at Ganamata Park. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then once I got my work permit, um, um, I did a test with the Australian Tourism Board. Mm -hmm. So I was a certified tourist guide mm -hmm. and then I started working. Wow. And again, I had so many beautiful people in my life who helped me with looking after you. Mm. Um, you know, people you could stay with while I was away. Mm. And I had a bit of a bad conscious about this uh, and I because of leaving you but we mm. had a talk much later a few years ago I don't know whether you remember and I said how did you feel when I left you with your friend's family and he said it was great because I was always looking forward to seeing you again mm. <laughs> oh yeah yeah so and also when when you were in Germany every year for two months then this was the time when I was working back to back and made yeah. most of my money. So I could be at home often when you were there. Mm. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, I guess, I, I don't know, people still, people must still work like that, tour guides. I mean, tour guides still exist. Um, yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was a bit difficult um once i split up with ted mm. um i was really a single mum, mm. but i had so many friends and people and help came out of the woodwork 
and that was amazing. Cronulla, Cronulla, shout out to Cronulla, really great yeah. place. Yeah, it's changed and, a lot, but it was very cool. Yeah, yeah. Now this is where where I started a new family. You know, my yeah. friends are my new family. You had yeah. network and people helping each other. And this community thing was really big in Cronulla. Mm. I mean, I'm still friends with, with all of them, Judy yeah. and Brian. <laughs> sure. Shout out to Judy and Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my heroes. <laughs> big help. Big help. Mm. Mm. So, any more questions? Oh, um, um, yes. The So, what was it like? I guess you still got to travel a lot. Did you have have you missed traveling since since you came to Australia? I mean, you still, I mean, you still traveled quite a bit. Um, like yeah, I mean, in Australia, you've probably seen more with, of Australia yeah. than than most Australians. Absolutely, mm. I was working as a tourist guide for ten years. Yeah. And um, of course, as a tourist guide, you go to the main attractions. Yeah. And it gets a bit repetitive. I think I've been to to Ayers Rock and Uluru probably twenty five times, I would say. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you know. But but still I, I I still love Australia and sometimes I really feel homesick to certain places. Mm. Um I always looked after uh, most of the time I looked after German clientele. And when I started a job, I always thought they could be my parents. I want to give them a fantastic time. Mm. So, um, yeah, of course, you also have people who can make your work and life miserable. But uh, but overall, it was a great experience, yeah. Mm. And now my my intention is, and we got a nice van to use mm. and travel to places which are not so much on the top priority list of international tourism. Sure. You know, to see what is outside Kings Canyon, because yep. you would go to Kings Canyon, take your group around and then take off to Uluru. So I would like to see what's around there and what is it like to, to travel. What's, what's in, be the in between the main attractions. <laughs> Yeah, in between you would take the bus, but you know, stop and yeah. and look and have time. And this was, you know, with tourism, uh, the tourists booked certain trips because wow, look, they put twenty five points in three weeks. Let's yeah, do yeah. this one rather than the one with fifteen. But the yeah, one with fifteen would have a much more intense. Um, experience yeah maybe maybe to put that into context for the listeners it, it, that, so that the tour groups were like organized tour groups like you're in australia for two weeks or three weeks um what is the most amount of stuff you can see in those weeks yeah exactly. is that a fair fair yeah. summary absolutely and yeah. to some of the places like just two years ago before COVID started, um, uh, Pablo and I, we went to Uluru mm -hmm. for three days and it was so nice. It's like visiting an old friend yeah. and see it with different eyes because I had times and I could, you know, could enjoy it much more. Yeah. Not worried about tourists getting eaten or yeah, tourists getting, getting lost or not getting on buses and planes and yeah, it's like hoarding sheep. Yeah. <laughs> huh. No, but also, again, nice experiences. I'm still in contact with some of the tourists I had. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so good job all over. And then when I met met my now husband, my beautiful man, Paul, or we call him Pablo, um, we were dating and I said, wow, darling, this is amazing. Now we can move closer to Sydney to go out and do stuff. And he says, do you want to live? Do you want to live in an apartment or a house? I said, yeah, where would you like to live? Oh, I'd like to live on a sailing boat. Said, <laughs> oh, okay, I've never done that before. <laughs> so, so we bought a sailing boat, which we had for eight years. 
yeah. and um, and sailed, especially in in Australian waters and uh, the South Pacific. Hmm. Yeah, so that was was I think going sailing is nice if you can go four weeks and then right. maybe next year again four weeks. Yeah, but I was a bit bored to be honest. There's this famous saying, if I see another palm tree, I throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Just too much water. <laughs> sure. And uh, then also, while we were sailing in, in um, around Vanuatu, we caught the first fish after a long time. Mm. And we caught fish poisoning, saguatera. And Lucky you. Lucky you, a lot of people die of it. <laughs> so it's really serious. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, sailing was a different experience. Um, maybe a little bit too slow for my liking. Sure. But, um, um, and I'm not really good on sea, you know, on. My, my <laughs> tummy doesn't really like it all the time. <laughs> but you did it for eight years. It must have been. It must have been absolutely <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it was not eight years constantly. Um, right. In between, we we had places. We we rented places in in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, you know when Pablo was doing jobs, and uh, yeah, in the meantime, I studied to become a relationship and sexuality coach, huh. but it was a bit hard. Yeah, yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> thought? No more shipping, no more tourism, no more tourists, yeah. and uh, yeah, complete different, different field. Yeah, and uh, you, you, yeah, you're still and working, like, you're still doing that? Yes, yes, especially in COVID times um, when people had to work from home, a lot of issues came up yeah. and they wanted to talk to someone. It's still cheaper to go to a coach than paying for a funeral because you just killed your partner. <laughs> so. True, true. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> Yeah, it's not you know, and it's um, it's just nice to to help people with managing their relationships and their sexuality because, especially coming from Europe or Germany, mm. where for example nudity, just you know, when people in Australia say I've never seen my parents naked, mm. I hardly see them dressed, you know, so <laughs> it's. <laughs> You know, I'll have to ring up and say, come on, wear some clothes. I'll bring some friends over. All right, right. then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I found that in, in Australia, there's so much guilt and shame about sexuality, and it's mm. nice to bring it more out in the open. What about, tell us, tell me about your favorite time traveling with me. Bruges. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty fun. That was very fun. Yeah. That's, so we went um, to 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 uh, Bruges in the in the Netherlands. Uh, sorry, not in the Netherlands. In 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 Belgium. Yep. Um. Wow. A whole bunch of Belgians and a whole bunch of Dutch people just got really angry at me. Um. <laughs> and uh, what I guess the, the 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 funny story is about the uh, I have a I have a magnet. Um, of it's a, like it's a cheap, tacky tourist magnet of like uh, houses in Bruges, and next to them on this magnet is a giant chimpanzee, and uh, we were in the tourist shop, and we <laughs> saw this magnet, and I went up to the to the to the lady minding the shop or the owner or whatever, and I'm like. Um, Sorry, what, what? Why is there a why is there a chimpanzee on the on the magnet? She looks at me and she goes, "It's a joke." Like dead serious, and it was like, "Oh, of course it is." <laughs> <laughs> it's a great magnet. It's 
a joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I remember that scene so vividly. Yeah, and actually, remember, Darius, we went to Bruges because we were trying to follow the steps of the movie in Bruges. Yep, Colin Farrell and, and the other guy. Brendan Gleeson. That's him. And Ralph Finn. Don't know him. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so that was that was a great trip. But um, when you were younger, you know, when we the first time when when we went to Australia on our trip, I went via California, and mm -hmm. we went not to Disney World but to Disneyland, right. and spent three days at Disneyland. <laughs> and you were four, four and a half. Yeah, that's really too young for those. The impact I had a ball, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I remember, you know, taking photos with Mickey. I have a bit of a, how do you say that? A bit of a uh, crash on uh, Mickey. When, yeah, it, it's yeah, a borderline I, obsession. <laughs> it all started when I was a kid, and I wanted Mickey Mouse, and I fell in love with the Mickey Mouse, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. I, I think we also had a minute. we also had a really good time in in London when we went there a few. Oh, years ago. in London! Oh, that, that was, was so that was cool. so much fun. Yeah, we, we saw the Queen. She drove past us like half yes. a meter away from us. Yes, yes. And oh, great time! The, yeah. the Faulty Towers dinner. Oh, yeah, so also special. Very very strange, but kind of special. Yeah, and we went to see the theatre play. Ah, the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon. Yeah. That's right. Which was yeah, great. That, yeah, that was a great weekend. Yeah. But I also remember us traveling to the South Coast, to Pretty Beach. Mm. You know, our first contact with, with nature, really, in Australia. Yeah. I remember this kangaroo, you know, trying to steal the bread, and I kicked him in the gut. And <laughs> Get off! <laughs> Not knowing that that he could have killed me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. That was. Yeah, I mean, it was super. I mean, it's probably still quite wild, but that was like right in the bush that the the, the caravan park, giant yeah. spiders and possums and birds every every morning all over the caravan and. Yeah, and we went fishing, and if we caught fish, we would have. Fish for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If not, yeah. we would have the, the Big Mac, the Jaffles, and yeah. But I, and also Pretty Beach, this was the place where I fell in love with Australia when we mm. came for the first time. Mm. I remember sitting at the cliffs near Pretty Beach, and I, yeah, I thought this is where I want to be. This is where I want to live. Yeah, very magic. Mm. Yeah, I, mm. I, I I can remember it very well as well. It's strange how now you like some some things you remember so vividly. Um, mm. Yeah, climbing yeah. climbing the big tree next to the caravan at night above the fire and stuff. I don't know. It's, yeah, and the possums. Yeah, and the possums coming down and yeah, it's pretty magic. Definitely. And the kookaburras pinching the sausages from the grill. Yeah. <laughs> Super Australian. Have postcard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, so yep. so also I remember our travels with Connie and Andreas. Mm -hmm. We went, do you remember this? Yeah, now that you mention it, I do. Yeah. And we traveled up to Queensland. And you didn't, and Andreas. Didn't we, we got really sick, didn't we? We? we were in. We were. We went to the Barrier Reef. I remember, and the whole boat was throwing up. Oh no, no, no! Andreas, he was sick as a dog. You were fine. I was fine. You were fine. Okay. Yeah, Andreas was sick as a dog. Yeah, and then, and then when <laughs> we, we arrived, the boat stopped, and it's like seafood buffet. Anyone? Yeah, and yeah. Andreas filled himself up with the seafood buffet. And then on the way back, the whole thing started again. Jesus. And he was green and hanging over the railing. And and I remember saying to him and Connie, I said, Connie, do you know that 
your flight is cancelled, you have to go by ship back to Germany. (laughs) 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 Yeah, didn't go down too well with Andreas. (laughs) Mm. No, but I remember this holiday, um, you and Andreas, you went... Oh, what do you call this when you fall out of? Oh, the the yeah. The, where was that in the Daintree somewhere around there? Yes, yes, yes. It was like a like a like a giant swing. So there's like two poles mm. with ropes, and then there's a third pole, and you lie in a harness, and you have to you get hoisted up, and then you have to release the harness, and it like swings you like a giant swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember you came to our table to. Mom, I need a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask questions. Give me the hundred bucks. Yeah. And I really handed them over, not too happy, but yeah. But it really changed you. Yeah. I remember that you got so much self-confident after that. I had to I had so to pull scary. I had to pull the release thing up there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's absolutely character building. <laughs> To conquer your fear. Mm. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> so okay. holidays together. And we went holidays together yeah. diving in Micronesia. Yeah, that fuck. I almost forgot about that one. That was a special one. Yeah. Yeah. The, very good. We yeah. Uh Chuk, aka Truck Lagoon. Um yeah. probably one of the best places to go wreck diving in the world. And we were there for two weeks. That was that was wild. Yeah. Really good. If you could only give one travel tip, what would it be? Learn some basics in the language. It helps to open the ears and the heart. That was that was very nicely said, Mum. And (laughs) thank you so much for being on the podcast Um, Mm, and and sharing sharing your your. Um. Yeah. While well, sharing just the, the the broad strokes of your many travels and adventures that you had, um, and continue to have, um, I'm I'm sure we yeah. can get you on again to to deep dive any of these places. Or, I mean, if we just spent some time thinking about it, we've probably missed out on a whole bunch of places as well. Yeah, it's interesting when I was listening to a podcast or to your first podcast with Emma and you. Mm. And Emma said, I visited so many, and the number I forgot now, Mm. that many countries in the world. I thought, oh, how many countries have I visited? Yeah. And I never counted before, just, yeah. And I did the other day and I came to 63. Wow. Without even trying. (laughs) Yeah, without. And then then I had a talk to Pablo and he said, oh, we also went there. So, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, okay. (laughs) Around. The 60 number. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah. So th- thank you for, for, for being on the show. Um, can't wait to see you again and give you a hug. Yes. Yes, me too. Um, fingers crossed I'll, it won't take so long. Fingers crossed, yeah. I'm aspiring to see you guys somewhere in June, July, but of yeah. course, many factors I cannot influence at this very moment. Yeah. And let's just see and stay in contact and love each other from afar. We will continue to do just that. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right, mum. Okay, okay, Darius and listeners, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>
or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com. And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share, and promote our podcast in any shape, way, or form. Uh, We are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts, you will find us. All good podcasting locations. So tune in next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.